Welcome to the Back to Me podcast, where we help multicultural incoming freshmen, women, and men manage their entire college experience throughout post-graduation to successfully transition into entrepreneurship and corporate workspaces as new hires. Hello, everyone. It's your host, Yoli Tamu. As you plan to head back to school or embark on your new career pathway, be sure to brush up on your social and emotional learning skills. In today's episode, we are honored to be joined by Dr. Amy Cranston, Executive Director of the California Social and Emotional Learning Alliance. Dr. Cranston shares how she struggled as a student in her teen years, but managed to excel in her adult life because she chose to become an advocate for herself. Find out why developing a healthy knowledge of the five core SEL competencies is vital to your success in school and in the workforce. Enjoy. You know, social and emotional learning is just really at the heart of everything that we do. And I'm so glad that one of our podcast guests, Ms. Rachel Solis, introduced me to our incredible guest that we have today, who is actually the president of Social Emotional Learning Alliance for California, Dr. Amy Cranston. How are you doing? Hi, Emily. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm so glad that you carved some time out to talk to us. This is pretty powerful. Happy to. So glad to have you. Now, I was able to read your book, Creating Social Emotional Learning Environments, and it just grabbed me initially because you're so relatable in that book and you just pretty much let it be known immediately that, you know, you didn't have the mentorship that you hoped for in your life. And so that immediately grabbed my attention. So I'm just wondering, as the executive director of SEL for California, who or what inspired you to just take a closer look at that whole child? Was it your previous experience or, or someone in your life? Wow, uh, thank you for that question. Well, I think like all of us, I feel like we're kind of drawn towards things that either we're lacking, you know, or we kind of needed in our own lives, or we want to provide for those who, like us, did not have it at that time. So, you know, I want to say it's a typical upbringing because everybody's got a similar story, but, you know, divorced parents, single mom, struggled a lot. And we weren't the kind of family that sat around the table and talked about where we were going to go to college, you know, because that just wasn't really in the picture, right? When you're just living day to day and trying to meet basic needs. So, I think a lot of my struggle as a student myself, particularly in high school, and mostly because of just kind of what was going on at home, is what threw me into education, into kind of recognizing that's already a really tough age and a really tough process of life to go through. And then the more struggles you add on to that, the more difficult it becomes. So I actually ended up dropping out of high school which people are always kind of shocked to hear because I have a doctorate in education now, so go figure. But (laughs) life is not linear. That's one big lesson I learned that, you know, we kind of try to set kids on a linear path and life just isn't linear. It zigs and zags and there's all kinds of detours and it looks different for everybody. So I think that was kind of 
one of my big lessons and why I ended up in education in the first place. And when I was reading about you, I mean, my goodness, you have such an extensive background in just so many <laughs> areas of education. I was just wondering, when we talk about SEL, social emotional learning, how important to that incoming freshman and that postgraduate heading out to the workforce do you think it is? Because I believe that is everything, like I said. Definitely. Definitely. Well, you know, it seems like common sense to me, but it's always been my sort of mantra that if our education is not preparing us for adult life and for the workforce, then what good is it? You know, it's like, what's the point? Because that's where we need to be functioning successful adults, right? So it sounds really basic and simplistic. And a lot of educators don't like this term life skills, but I don't have a problem with it. I think, yeah, that's basically what SEL is, is we're trying to help develop these life skills that we all need to function and to navigate through life as adults. And those transition times are really tough, right? Especially like the middle school into high school, high school into college, college into adulthood. Those are really tough times in life, even under the best of circumstances. So I think the more we can do to prepare our youth to develop those skills where they're going to navigate through the world, there's things we call things like social agency, social agility. And what that really means is the ability to advocate for yourself. Even if it's as simple as having the ability to go to your professor and tell them that you're struggling and, you know, what can you do to get help? That sort of thing, which seems like very simple and basic, but that's oftentimes what makes the difference between a successful student and an unsuccessful one. There was a fascinating study done with a school called the KIPP Academy. And what they did was they took a group of students and all through high school, they gave them everything they could give them in terms of academics, right? To be as successful as they possibly could. And they were. They were very successful getting through high school. But once they got to college, everything kind of fell apart. There was a very small fraction of those students that made it all the way through and graduated from college. When they went from here, what they found was that the few that actually succeeded and graduated were not really those that were the strongest academically. They were those that were the strongest with their social because they had the agency to fend for themselves and to advocate for themselves and to navigate through that, that process and adapt to new environments. That's so powerful that you're saying that, because when you say that some educators don't like the term life skills, I wonder why. I mean, maybe they don't know what it is, <laughs> what life skills really are. And that's how I feel. It's like, what could you not like about that? <laughs> Hello. You know, I think they feel it's very basic and rudimentary. But to me, it's like, OK, maybe it is. But if you don't have those basic rudimentary life skills, you're not going to get very far, right? And you're going to struggle. And parents actually do like the life skills terminology, but, you know, a lot of educators don't. Interesting, because I think about the competencies of social emotional learning, and it actually breaks down 
life skills, in my opinion. You know what I mean? I mean, to have self-management skills. I mean, there's a lot of adults that can use some of that advice. <laughs> okay. Definitely, definitely. And and the SEL, there's a huge, um, glad you said that because adult SEL skills are, you know, a big thing as well because we're all, you know, constantly developing and working on our SEL skills as well, right? As adults, as parents, as educators, it's equally as important. So it's not something that, you know, only kids need. Absolutely. And when you were just talking about students in that KIPP program, resiliency is what I heard. You know what I mean? If you're not a person that can go through a traumatic experience or suffer something major in your life, you don't know about resiliency. Exactly. And I feel like, you know, some of the some of the hard knock life backgrounds <laughs> help kind of give you sort of that resiliency, you know, maybe not through any choice of your own, but just because if you've had to kind of fend for yourself, you know, at a young age, then you kind of have that that built into you. But you need the resiliency along with the agency, you know, to be able to to advocate for yourself and navigate your way different And I was thinking what I also heard when you were saying about, you know, transitioning into college, how it gets difficult. You know, that's why we put this podcast together. You know, we wanted to serve that incoming freshman that's, you know, transitioning to into that new environment because they don't want the parents to know I'm really scared, but I don't want you to know I'm scared. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, people like us exist for and people like your programs exist for that student that they can actually talk to and, and have real mentorship and real conversation with. Yeah, and it's important for you know students to know that it's not unusual, it's not uncommon. It's, it's not just you. It's a really hard time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, transitions in general, because you're going to constantly transition in life. Exactly. So why not get the basic skills that are SEL? Competencies. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, when we talk to employers, they say the same thing. Mm. Those are the skills they're looking for. You know, they'll tell us and the research shows as well that, you know, we can teach them whatever technical skills they need to learn, they need to know for this particular job. But I need them to come with me already knowing how to get along with people, knowing how to collaborate, knowing how to communicate, you know, all those types of things that employers are kind of like, Please, I need educators to do this job first before they get to me. I'm so glad you're saying that. That I mean, you're really confirming the purpose of this podcast because we do service career pathways as well for that postgraduate. When you head out and you go into the workforce, you don't have communication skills or conflict resolution skills with your coworkers. It's like, wow. Exactly. Yeah. And you and I know there are a lot of adults out there that have not really fully developed those skills either. (laughs) Yes, yes. So for those that are nervous about life skills, take a look at SEL. It's the same thing. Goodness gracious. (laughs) Okay, so now after writing your book, Creating Social and Emotional Learning Environments, did you discover SEL competency that you believe needs more attention than any other or all of them are necessary? I think, well, one thing I, I would point out is the title creating social and emotional learning environment. That was important to me because a lot of what I discovered and a lot of what the research shows is that it's really about creating the environment, environment over method, where 
Yes, you know, we want to use things that are evidence-based and science-based and, you know, proven and research and all this kind of stuff that's very important. But the bottom line is it's about the environment we create, right? It needs to be an environment where everyone feels welcome, included, supported, has, you know, all of their, their needs met. And so it's both the adults and the students that contribute to and create that environment. But that's the bottom line is the environment is the most important thing before you even get into all the details and minutia of the house. Mm. Have you heard such a thing as SEL being an environment for the privileged and not the yes. less fortunate? Yeah, and there has been some recent criticism around that, and, and it's valid, I think, and, and it's something I've learned, too, where if you're looking at SEL in terms of just, well, like you mentioned resiliency earlier, okay. well, we just have to make kids resilient. Well, yes, we do, but what are the factors that are influencing, you know, kids on a daily basis that maybe may not be helping them be resilient or is giving kids, you know, an unfair advantage versus others. I think, you know, something really important to remember is that everyone experiences life differently. Yeah. Right. And so we have to remember that, that, you know, my experience is going to be very different from your experience or anyone else's, you know, so culture definitely plays a role, socioeconomics plays a role, you know, all of it. So I, I think the criticism that we've heard is valid in that sense that we need to be looking at the whole picture, the big picture of, you know, primarily societal factors that play a role. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And when I think also about cultural response teaching, you know, that goes hand in hand with what we're talking about. And it feels like as an educator, it should be a no brainer to want to pour into the so-called less fortunate or to expose and expand your mind to understand the so-called less fortunate so that you are learning yourself as an educator. Exactly. Yes. I mean, we should always be learning, right? We should, we should never get to a place where it's Okay, I think I know everything now. <laughs> no, that's never going to happen. So lifelong learning, I think, is a motto that, you know, we're constantly learning. We're, if we're not, then there's a problem there. Yeah, and I know it can get sometimes scary, you know, because we have environments where, you know, there's a lot of trauma in certain neighborhoods. And like you said, everybody's experience is different. And I think, like you said, SEL for adults is important because we're dealing with a lot of educators that are just flat out scared. <laughs> just this scared. is true. This is true. It's, you know, it's a really high stress job. Mm -hmm. And now it's almost a hazardous job. Yeah. Because, I mean, first we went through the pandemic, right? And, you know, educators were fearful of that. But the constant bombardment to uh, school shooting or even just the active shooter drills that are done on a regular basis, the mental health impact that that has on both kids and adults is evident. And, you know, that's something that we're really starting to look at. You know, what kind of an impact is that having? It's so sad when you hear kids 
today feel that it's only a matter of time before it happens. You know, that's, that's sad. It's sad and it's scary and it's, and it's living under constant stress. Mm. So I'm sure you've heard about them pulling, you know, books out of the schools, culturally related. And that is really touching on SEL. I mean, the books are connected <laughs> to relationship, to culture, you know? It is. Yeah. And, you know, we could do a whole nother show on yeah, this. Yeah, that's show. a whole nother topic. <laughs> it, just, it just came to mind. Everything these days is political, right? And at, no matter what, everything has become politicized and partisan. And the most innocent, pure thing you can take and actually turn it into a political weapon now, which is a really sad state of affairs that we're in. Yeah, it's definitely food for thought. You know what I mean? When we talk about SEL and we talk about what it takes to develop it, the first thing should not be to take a book out of school. That's just my first thought. Definitely not. That'll be the first thing. So, you know, I appreciate you. This has been so great. Like I said, it's an honor to have you on our podcast. And, you know, just the fact that you know that it's important to grab a student as early as possible is key. And I encourage everyone that's listening, students and parents and even professionals that are listening to grab your book. Thank you for that. I'm going to say one more thing because you touched on earlier the better which is very true. There was a kindergarten study done where they followed a group of kids from kindergarten into early adulthood. And what they discovered was the kids who had mastered social emotional skills in kindergarten fared better in all aspects of adult lives than those that were the academic strong students. So the SEL skills were a better indicator of how they were going to turn out as adults than their academic, you know, grades were. And I say that because, yes, it's very important that we start young, but at the same time, there's the research and the experts tell us the second best window to work on SEL skills is adolescence. And because there is a big, you know, brain changes happening at that time in the plasticity where it's another entry point where we can get them and, you know, make sure. So I I say that because I don't want people to think that once they get to the adolescence, it's too late right? because it's not. And in some cases, it's even more important at that point in time where they're on the precipice of becoming adults. So, Mm -hmm. And I think that speaks to the resiliency that we were talking about. You're developing the confidence to be resilient. Exactly. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Very powerful. So now, like I said, we always wrap up with words of encouragement. And I'm thinking for that young listener who just may be seeking hmm, an environment to be heard. How about that? Are there are there steps that a young person can take to help that educator provide an environment for them that they feel safe and, and they can communicate in? I think learning to have that that agency to advocate for yourself, self to speak up for yourself and what your needs are. And, and SEL also is all about getting to know yourself, right? It's self-awareness, self-management, and then social awareness, relationship skills. So, you know, knowing what works for you, what doesn't work for you, and figuring those things out are really important because it's not one size fits all. Mm-mm, mm-mm. 
and taking the time to ask those internal questions. It sounds like they're internal questions. Definitely. It, de- it starts there, right? And and same goes for adults, right? We have to start with, with looking inward first. So powerful. Self-awareness. Yeah. Okay. So now if they wanted to reach out and learn more about SEL for California, how could they reach you? Please join us. It's free to join. And that way you'll keep up to, to speed on all the latest that's happening around SEL, research and developments and all that kind of stuff. So you can join as a member. We're California. So you can join if you're in California, but you can, you don't have to be in California. But there's also about... 25 states now that have an SEL tour. So you can look for one in your state to join or go to SEL for US that will tell you which states have representation. And we're always looking for those who may want to start one in a state that doesn't help. So think about that too, because it would be great to have young people, especially, you know, we need that, that voice involved in everything we do. So. You can go to info at SEL4CA, and if you put in the subject header, the Back to Me podcast, then that will definitely grab our attention, and we'll be happy to follow up and answer any questions. Thank you so much. Well, Dr. Amy Cranston, I'm so glad we were able to have you. This has been a powerful conversation, and uh, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. And thank you for doing what you're doing. It's it's very needed and we appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, I'll be in touch with you. You take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us. Lifelong learning is a skill designed for all of us. Take advantage and you'll always be one step ahead. For more information about other episodes, remember to subscribe to the Back to Me podcast, College and Beyond. I'm your host, Yoli Tamu. Leave a review at the end of this podcast. And if you would like to learn more about other special events, join the Back to Me podcast Facebook group or simply text Back to Me to 833-206-4565. Until next time, be well.